Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. SEC team previews continue. We move to Oxford, Mississippi, the old Miss Rebels going into the 2023 football season. Who better to help us break it down than Brad Logan of Inside the Rebels on 24-7 Sports? Brad, appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much for doing this. 
you bet anytime. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. So, Brad, before we look at this 2023 football season, year four of the Lane Kiffin era and a big season at that upcoming, let's look back at last year because what a year it was, really a tale of almost what felt like, Brad, two seasons for Ole Miss. You start out 7-0, and ranked seventh in the country. You then lose uh, five of your last six to finish 8-5, and 4-4 and in SEC play and losing in the Texas Bowl to Texas Tech. Just talk about that 2022 season for Lane Kiffin and company and what went right, what went wrong. Because, again, Ole Miss showed promise of being a top-10 team but obviously faltered down the stretch. Yeah, showed a lot of promise specifically early on after beating Georgia Tech on the road, Vanderbilt on the road. But, you know, as we see both those teams uh, didn't finish particularly well. Georgia Tech has its coach fired. And then uh, Vanderbilt uh, showed some promise but just, you know, just wasn't there uh, physically. You fast forward a little bit. Ole Miss did beat a Kentucky team. We, you know, saw in the latter part of the year Kentucky may not have been as good as their ranking would indicate. And they get into the meat of the schedule. And then uh, Arkansas happens. And, and then you finish the year after losing to Mississippi State. I thought Ole Miss was competitive against Alabama. Uh, but down the stretch, the Crimson Tide would stretch out and win that game. I think the the, the, the big issue is, of course, you know, you talk about Lane Kiffin and, and uh, the, the talk about him possibly going to Auburn. Was there context there? And I think there was a lot of back and forth with both media, fans, administration to a certain extent. And uh, that was a distraction. And I know that Lane had said that it wasn't. Uh, the player said that it wasn't. But obviously, you see what happened on the road at Arkansas when that was an incredibly lopsided win for the Hogs. Everything kind of went their way. Ole Miss historically does not play well in Fayetteville. And uh, that was a rough, rough day for Ole Miss. Uh, you fast forward a little bit, and like you said, it's a tale of two uh, seasons, so to speak. The first part of the season and the, and the latter part of the season. I thought Ole Miss played pretty well against Mississippi State. The Bulldogs always kind of center their uh, their season around the Egg Bowl, and Ole Miss uh, didn't play quite as well as they could have. Had a chance at the end of the game to tie it with a two-point conversion, send it to overtime, but Mississippi State makes a good play. And then they fast forward and go over to the, uh, the Texas Bowl, don't play well. They're defeated pretty handily. It's interesting to see, and the dynamic for me is, is how does this team rebound from uh, the scheduling, uh, the way that it played in the latter part of the schedule last year. I think that's kind of the, the big question. Pretty good spring practice. The Jackson Dart, I thought, solidified himself as a quarterback. You know, I think without question, he's going to be the quarterback going forward. So, um, you know, that's the big question for me. The schedule, much more difficult next year for Ole Miss. Now, Brad, from the outside looking in, I love Lane Kiffin. I think he's an electric factory. I mean, what he does for content, what he does on social media. I mean, I think everybody loves this guy. It's, it's funny with Lane. You either love him or hate him, but he is polarizing no matter what. What is the mood around Lane Kiffin going into year four of his tenure? Again, 23-13 and 13 through three years. Like you mentioned, the Auburn thing last year definitely was a distraction. But I'd imagine the mood is pretty high because what he's done with Ole Miss football, making them – Really exciting to watch, number one, but I would say relevant in the SEC West. Yet again, what is the feeling in Oxford and among Rebel Nation around their head coach? I think if you look at the uh, SEC as the full encapsulation of the conference and what Greg Sankey and the commissioner has done, obviously the addition of Texas and Oklahoma next year, uh, the Rebels. And I, I love what Greg and the entire crew did from a, a scheduling perspective, allowing every team to play either Texas or Oklahoma in 24. So I think, number one, you have to look at the trajectory of the SEC. It's, it's going up. And it, it's 
it's going to be fun to, to cover over the next couple of years, uh, specifically with those two teams coming. I think from an Ole Miss perspective, you know, you lose Jonathan Mingo to the NFL. He's, he was a senior and he was a, an incredible player. So my question is, is who fills those roles? And, you know, Zakiri Franklin, a uh, very talented wide receiver. Uh, gosh, I think he maybe played at UTEP. It was a smaller school out in Texas. So you've got him coming in from the transfer portal. That's another story in and of itself is, is how Lane Kiffin and his team uh, have recruited the transfer portal. So I think filling the gaps of a lot of those players, uh, obviously Zach Evans is off to the NFL. Uh, but running back, Quinshawn Judkins coming back, I think a lot of eyes are going to be on him. When I think it's going to put even more pressure on the quarterback in, in, in Jackson Dart. Now, we haven't talked about Spencer Sanders, the transfer out of Oklahoma State. Uh, where does he factor into all of this? Does he factor in at all after he transfers? All of a sudden, former five-star quarterback Walker Howard transfers from LSU. So is he uh, waiting in the wings? Uh, this is a quarterback room that went from uh, Jackson Dart and a couple of people that we didn't know would ever, ever see the field. They've since transferred out to uh, uh, Luke Altmyers headed to Illinois. And a couple of lower-level quarterbacks are headed to some smaller schools. So, uh, all of a sudden, that quarterback room is all of a sudden uh, very competitive. So, I think that's that's got the the, the peak of the interest to a lot of people. Uh, so, obviously, offensively, I think, and we'll get into all of that, I'm sure, in just a moment. But I think uh, Ole Miss fans have really centered around the players that are leaving and the players coming in. And I think more importantly is that schedule this year. Obviously, you're, you you start out early on on the road at Tulane against a program that uh, we've seen in the American Conference really do well over the last couple of years under its head coach, returning quarterback. And uh, I expect Tulane to, to be loaded for bear in a 30,000-seat uh, stadium down there at Newellman Stadium. And I don't think they're going to, you know, from the conversations we had with Keith Carter, the athletic director, I don't think they're going to have it about, you know, five to 7,000 tickets are going to be allocated to Ole Miss, and that may be a stretch. So uh, long story short, the schedule is much different. And the offense has some holes to fill, and that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, the offensive side, Brad, as we look at the Rebels for 2023, you mentioned what do you do with all those quarterbacks, right? Jackson Dart returns as you feel like he secured that starting job in the spring. Spencer Sanders comes from Oklahoma State. That's a name we're really familiar with. He played great football there in Stillwater. Walker Howard, the LSU transfer, who, again, you mentioned five-star kid and maybe the most physically gifted of all three of those players that I just mentioned, they're all fighting for that QB1 job, but it does sound like Dart will be the guy. Four of five offensive linemen return, which obviously is a big deal for paving the way for that offense. You lose Malik Heath and Jonathan Mingo from the season from a season ago on the outside, but I think one of the key guys on the offense and could be a breakout player, and I feel like maybe we've been saying this the last couple of years, Michael Trigg returning at the tight end position. Uh, you mentioned Quinshawn Judkins returning at running back after setting program records for rushing yards and rushing touchdowns and that happening as a true freshman. So when it comes to Lane Kiffin coach teams, we know offense is the name of the game. And certainly it sounds like this Rebels team has the potential to be explosive yet again on that side of the ball. Yeah, um, let's talk offense for a moment. I actually think Ole Miss is going to be better on offense than they were last year. And the reason I say that is you obviously lose Zach Evans, but if you'll remember – and, uh, you know, Zach Evans was injured a large part of the season last year. So you look at running back, and it's absolutely going to be the Quinshawn Junkins show. Ulysses Bentley will return and senior transfer. Uh, and then you've got Kendrick Ruscano out of Miami, who a true freshman and highly decorated running back. So uh, they say he's a, a lot like Zach Evans. So you, you technically could have just as good of a running back room as you had last year. The question we talked about at, at, at wide receiver 
as you talked a moment ago about Malik Heath, the transfer out of Mississippi State, had a pretty productive senior year at, at Ole Miss. But I think more than anything, is who's going to fill the role of Jonathan Mingo? A lot of people are looking at Jordan Watkins. The, 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 uh, Jordan will be a senior transfer. So he's out of Louisville and had a really good year last year, but could have had a little bit better year. And so Zakiri Franklin, uh, the transfer. Jalen Knox had a really good spring. The uh, redshirt senior transfer out of Missouri, J.J. Henry, someone that Ole Miss is looking forward to. But I think everyone's looking about looking at who's going to wear number one. <laughs> Jonathan Mingo wore number one last year. Uh, we don't have to tell everybody about how good A.J. Brown was, who's currently with the Philadelphia Eagles and was signed by the Tennessee Titans. And then prior to that, it all began with number one with the uh, um, Treadwell. Uh, Treadwell, of course, uh, the guy that kind of anchored that 2013-2014 class that earlier on that, that Hugh Freeze had. So Laquan Treadwell kind of started the, the year, uh, started the number one, uh, wearing that number one. So Aiden Williams out of Richland, Mississippi High School. And uh, he's going to have a lot of uh, – I guess you could say he's going to have a lot of uh, people behind him because he's wearing that, that special number one. But, yeah, the the, uh, the wide receiver room is going to be okay, I believe. And I think it's just a big year for Jordan Watkins. I think he really needs to step up specifically in that role. And we'll see what – like, for example, Caden Lee, true freshman coming in, very highly decorated. Somebody's going to need to step up. Real quick, you talked about tight end and Michael Trey Jr. Got hurt early in the season. I think it was Kentucky, maybe in this Tulsa. But uh, it was a situation where he just never really fully came back. He came back at the end of the year, uh, just was not 100% healthy. Uh, the good news for Ole Miss is they go to the portal and get Caden Priestcorn, redshirt senior out of Memphis, very highly decorated tight end. So they're excited to see what he can do, maybe hopefully get Kyron Heath healthy, the true sophomore. So, And then real quick, offensive line, you know, Jane Williams, Eli Acker, Caleb Warren, Jeremy James, and Micah Pettis, you lose uh, broker to the NFL four of the five return, the, the returns that we've gotten from Victor Kern, the uh, red shirt senior transfer out of Washington, is that he will start immediately and is and not only can play tackle, but can play guard as well. So had a lot of positive uh, comments coming out of Victor Kern. And secondly, Preston, uh, Preston Cushman out of Tennessee, the red shirt freshman, uh, can play guard and can also play center a little. And then, the, of course, Reese McIntyre, the red shirt senior, Kind of a plug-and-place guy, not a starter, uh, not someone that's probably going to start, but someone that can play should someone get injured. So the offensive front should be okay. Now, Brad, moving to the, moving to the defensive side, Pete Golding takes over as the defensive coordinator coming over from Alabama. The three-two-six base set on that defensive side probably going to be a thing of a past thing of the past. They're probably going to move on from that. Cedric Johnson and Jared Ivy they man the edge spots. JJ. Pegues, I think I'm saying that right, in the middle, uh, up yep. there on the defensive line. Linebacker Ashanti Sistrunk returns, who had 72 tackles last season. A big pickup in the portal from Monty Montgomery, the Louisville transfer. And five-star Sunterine Perkins are bolstering the linebacker group, expecting big things out of him early. You got to replace A.J. Finley, Tyseem Johnson, and Davison Igbenosum at defensive back. But DeAndre Prince returns at corner. Ashim Young and Darius Tennyson at safety, and I know Lane Kiffin and company have done a lot of work bolstering the defense, really the entire football team, but especially the defense in the transfer portal. And again, when you look at last year, the second half of the season, the losing streak, if you will, or the slump the Rebels went through, lackluster defensive play had a lot to do with it. How do you see this Ole Miss Rebels defense rebounding and performing in year one of Pete Golding at D.C.? 
Yeah, you talked a little bit about uh, the transfers that transferred out. Igbenos is a very talented player, a former four-star out of New Jersey. He's transferred out along with Tyson Johnson. I think you named one more uh, that you transfer out. So those are three starters on defense. And uh, they were going to play, and then they were important parts of the defense. But nothing you can do. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. And that's kind of what's happening with this transfer portal. I think that- we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The defensive line is going to be a very strong point for Ole Miss. You talked about J.J. Pegues, the senior transfer from Auburn anchor at a defensive tackle, defensive end Cedric Johnson, along with Jared Ivey, the the, uh, the transfer out of Georgia Tech. Both those guys played really well last year. Question is, is who's going to play nose tackle? And I think Xavier Harris, a, a true sophomore out of Germantown, Mississippi, uh, definitely could have a, a spot there, along with Joshua Harris, a redshirt senior transfer. Um, you know, I think the linebacking core, you know, Chris, to be honest with you, is going to be the biggest question mark. You talked about Sis Trunk. You talked about Kari Coleman, the senior transfer. DeAndre Prince, um, the the cornerback out of Charleston. But but the linebackers, you know, you talked about playing. I think a lot of the reason that, that you're transitioning over to only the two linebacker play is simply because the numbers just aren't there. Uh, Monty Montgomery, the senior transfer, went to the portal. Got Jeremiah Jean Baptiste out of uh, out of the Florida area, the senior transfer. But I think we may see Satarian Perkins out of Raleigh High School. Uh, the number one player in the state of Mississippi. Uh, that class from 2023 was anchored around Centurion Perkins. So he's got a lot of people, you know, looking at him next year. We've been told that he will play as a true freshman. How much? We don't know. But uh, at the end of the day, the linebacking core is going to be a question, not to mention the defensive backfield. You know, Chris, just the last two weeks, Ole Miss, and I don't even have all the names, but they have went to the portal and they have gotten at least four defensive backs uh, the 24 class, uh, Ole Miss has already got a couple of commitments for the defensive backfield. But right now, Aishim Young, Ladarius Tennyson, DeAndre Prince, those are the three names that we've we've heard. We will hear uh, this upcoming season along with Trey Washington came on. Trey was a walk-on at one point. He's a junior now. And then Taylor Groves, a redshirt freshman, 
uh, A.J. Brown, a uh, familiar name, but not that A.J. Brown, uh, a true freshman. He may get to play some along with John Saunders, Jr., the senior transfer. A lot of kind of names that Ole Miss fans don't know. We'll have to learn them very early when Mercer rose to throw us to town. But I have no doubt that uh, that Pete Golding is going to get things right. I don't know that he can do that as early as this year. Uh, I think it may take a year, but he's went to the portal and tried to fill some gaps. I just think, you know, Chris, to be honest with you, the three players that hit the portal and that left, including Iqbinosin, uh, I don't know how good, you know, uh, the other players that left, but I do know the experience was there, and that has definitely uh, put put a dip into this secondary for Ole Miss. I feel good about the defensive line. I feel okay about the linebackers. Really kind of skeptical about that defensive backfield. Brad, I think you put it best, by the way. You live by the sword, die by the sword. That is the way of transfer portal and NIL these days. Let's move, Brad, really quickly to special teams. You do have a new special teams coordinator, Jake Shunover, I believe is how you say it, uh, yeah. manning the special teams for Ole Miss. Kicker Caden Costa returns from a suspension, which I th- just thought was interesting. I don't know. Uh, was really, really good as a true freshman. Was suspended last year. He's back. And then Fraser Mason averaged over 42 yards per punt last season. Anything stand out about the Rebels' special teams heading into this season? Yeah, Caden Davis, the transfer out of uh, Texas Tech. I mean, I, Ole Miss went to the pool and got him, and nobody's really talking about him. He's a senior transfer that entered the portal that Ole Miss grabbed up pretty quick. I think it's going to be tough to beat him out. I mean, Caden Costa had an incredible freshman year and had a very, very odd uh, suspension, uh, some type of supplement he was taking that, that, that was, uh, anyway, got him nixed. It wasn't anything nefarious by any stretch, but it's kind of a kind of a tricky deal. So he's back, and it's, it's a battle. I mean, it was a battle this spring between he and, and Caden Davis, uh, but Fraser Mason – along with Charlie Pollock, the, the redshirt sophomore transfer. They'll be punting. Uh, as we all know, Lane Kiffin doesn't like to punt very much. But uh, when he does, Fraser Mason did a nice job last year. Uh, he'll be a senior this year. But I, I'm generally interested. I think, uh, you know, Kay Davis handled a lot of the kickoff duties uh, during the spring practice that I was able to see and the media was able to see. But it's going to be a battle. I mean, Cade Costa had a really good freshman year. Obviously, didn't get to play last year. So uh, redshirted. And so he'll be a he'll be a redshirt sophomore this year, but it's going to be a Caden Davis versus a Caden Costa battle for place two. So Brad, thirteen starters return, eight on the offensive side, five on the defensive side. I and mean, when you take a look at this 2023 schedule and the way it shakes out, you mentioned you open up with Mercer that game week two at Tulane, really intriguing. You get Georgia Tech in week three at home. Your SEC opener, you got to go to Tuscaloosa and take on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Your SEC home opener, you get LSU at home. Then Arkansas at Auburn taking on Hugh Freeze. I can't even imagine the emotion and energy that will be be following that one. Vanderbilt at home, Texas A&M at home at Georgia, which I know a lot of people have circled that as maybe Ole Miss could sneak up and bite the dogs in Athens, no pun intended. ULM at home and then at Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. So how do you feel the 2023 schedule shakes out for the Ole Miss Rebels in regards to having a breakout season or taking a step forward, if you will, in year four, Lane Kiffin? Yeah, I think you may see Ole Miss take a big step forward, uh, specifically on offense and maybe on defense as well. But I don't know that it would be indicative of the record, the final record. Um, I think, uh, you know, you talk about Ole Miss going on the road beating Georgia. I just I just can't see that happen. Um I really can't. I don't know that they'll have the talent to match up against what Kirby Smart has done at uh, at Georgia and what they're bringing back this year. 
the a lot of the difficult games are on the road. I think it's going to be hard to go into Auburn and beat uh, Hugh Freeze, and he's going to have that game circled. But on the flip side, I know Lane Kiffin's going to have it circled as well. He's going to want to prove something there. So you've got that game to look forward to. You've got Mississippi State on the road. Now the Rebels have, you know, really over the last three years played really well and start winning the games, uh, specifically the Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Last two times they went to Starkville. But Mississippi State under Zach Arnett's recruiting really well right now. That's not going to be a very easy game. And then Arkansas always proves to be trouble for Ole Miss. Uh, the Rebels were able to beat Arkansas at home uh, two years ago on a, uh, when they were able to knock down the pass from K.J. Jefferson in the end zone for the two-point conversion, that game had gone to OT. Always goes back and forth. Not to mention the non-conference game. We talked about it a moment ago at two lanes. Not going to be easy. Uh, then the uh, other non-conference game, you've got Georgia Tech at home. The Rebels should uh, win that one. And, of course, we talked about Mercer. And then there's a, a – um, I believe there's a Sunbelt game in the latter part of the year. So, you look if you can win your non-conference games, that's four. Uh, picking up a couple of uh, conference games. You've got opportunities there. Ole Miss has played at the Texas A&M really well. I know Jimbo is going to have a, a great team this year, but where's A&M going to be at the latter part of the season? I know there's a lot of pressure on Jimbo Fisher this year to do something productive for Texas A&M. Um, yeah, I think the over-under that I've seen from Vegas is anywhere from seven to seven and a half wins. Uh, I think that's fair. I think if Ole Miss can get to eight wins, it would be a very successful season for Lane Kiffin because of how difficult this is, how difficult this this year is going to be. But I think seven and five would be a, a spot where I expect Ole Miss to finish. Yeah, Brad, you know, it's interesting. You look at the second half of the season last year and that schedule, and that was what was daunting this year. It seems like the front half with that stretch at Bama, LSU at home, Arkansas at home, and at Auburn, like you mentioned. I mean, that is a four-week gauntlet for anybody. So in that regard, Brad, before we get you out of here, Brad Logan of Inside the Rebels of 24-7 Sports, I appreciate you doing this. Last question for you, and you mentioned it sort of, tease it, if you will. The question I have written down is just, will the Rebels take a step forward after a disappointing end to 2022, right? Again, one in five in the final six games after you started out 7-0, and Number seven in the polls. And I want to follow up with this too. What does a step forward, what does that look like for Ole Miss, right? Is that is that getting back just to eight wins and winning a bowl game? Is that getting to nine regular season wins? Is that beating LSU? Is it beating Alabama? Like what is the next step for the Ole Miss football program? Well, I think more of a, a 10,000 feet view. We could talk about Carolina. We could talk about Florida. We could talk about uh, Arkansas. We could talk about Auburn. A lot of those teams are kind of mid-level teams. Mm -hmm. uh, the days of 10 wins, maybe the nine wins or 11 wins, those days are going to be tough. I mean, number one, because of the way the conference is now with Oklahoma and Texas coming on board, I, I think that we have to really evaluate what a successful season is. So I think it's kind of a, a couple of pronged different answers. I think for Ole Miss, if they finished eight and four, uh, I think that would be a huge win for Lane Kiffin. I think it would be a big win for Pete Golding, his defensive coordinator. I think Ole Miss is going to finish anywhere from six and six to seven and five. And I think that is because the schedule is going to be more difficult. Now, a lot of fans are going to look at that that don't really zone in and look at how difficult the schedule is and say, 
you know, all of a sudden you win eight, you win nine, and then you come down and win six or seven. It wasn't a successful year, and I, and I beg to differ. I think Ole Miss can be much better offensively, play better on defense because of the question marks in the secondary, finish seven and five and have a really good year. But I think the eyes of the fan base, the eyes of the SEC may look at it and say that Ole Miss uh, may be going a different trajectory. But I think if you look at it as a whole, it's definitely uh, an area they can improve with the record not being as good as everybody's expected. Brad, one last thing before I get you out of here. Jackson Dart, we expect he will be the starting quarterback in the season opener. My question to you is this. Will he finish the season as QB1? Pending injury, I do believe he will. Now, that's not to say that Walker Howard and Spencer Sanders, if he stays on the, you know, hangs around, uh, has a package. I have no doubt that Walker Howard will play this year. Uh, I, I think he's too talented not to get on the field. He's an elusive runner. We saw him. I, I, I didn't realize just how good of a runner he was until we saw him in spring practice. So I expect this to be Jackson, Jackson Dart's team the entire way pending injury. And uh, I expect Jackson Dart to play. I'm sorry, uh, Spencer Sanders to play some if he's around. Once again, if he gets the hours he needs and he can graduate, he may hit the portal again as a graduate transfer, something to monitor. But I think Walker, Walker Howard, the transfer of LSU, I think he'll play. I think there'll be packages for him. And while, once again, while Ole Miss may be seven and five, six and six, and get, you know, maybe have a very good year and be eight and four, they're going to be fun to watch on offense. We may be back to the days of the 2013, 2014, uh, 55, 48 games with Hugh Freeze as head coach. Not much defense, a whole lot of offense. That may happen this year. Brad, that is the fun thing about when you got an explosive offense and you got a guy like Lane Kiffin as your head coach. You look at this daunting schedule with a team like Ole Miss, man. If you are not ready, they will sneak up and they will bite you and they will pull an upset. Brad Logan of Inside the Rebels on 24-7 Sports. Brad, let everybody know where they can find your work. Everything is uh, is at the Twitter feed. That's the hub. Uh, that's what we like to, to shoot for is, is at Brad Logan, C-O-T. And I'm so excited to be a contributor at 24-7 Sports. That's Rebs247.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports. And then, of course, we're with WJTV out of Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, we do a pregame show every game on uh, WJTV. That's a CBS affiliate out of Jackson. And, of course, the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, we'll get ready to crank that back up as football gets closer. The unofficial kickoff of college football season, SEC Media Day is coming up in the month of July. So we'll get things cranked up. That's the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. You can get that wherever you get all of your podcasts. Brad, thanks again so much for doing this. Let's definitely chat again soon. Thank you.
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.